Welcome to the Power Half Hour, everyone. Thank you for coming today. And we have a very special guest this week, completely different program, guys. Stacy Randall from Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, she runs a program that teaches you how to get referrals, double, triple, and quadruple your referrals without asking. Here she is. Take it away, Stacy. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. I'm actually nervous because we usually we have uh, real estate agents come on the show, but this is a completely different program. So I, I'm just going to let you lead. I, I, I want to hear from you, like uh, how you got started, what the program is about. Uh, yeah. Tell us. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. A lot of people ask me, they're like, okay, like, did you just wake up one day and you're like, oh, let me teach people about how to get referrals without asking. You're like, I mean, it would be a really cool story, John, if I was like, yeah, I just woke up one day and God was like, I'm gonna make you brilliant when it comes to how to generate referrals and do it differently and do it without asking. But the truth is my journey to be here having this conversation with you and to be doing what I've been doing for almost the last decade definitely started with the school of hard knocks. Mm. I actually had to go through a business failure and then go back to corporate America to be able to reflect on why my business failed and what I could do differently to be more successful uh, when I started this business. Now it's been almost 10 years ago. And it really was, it was just looking at it from the, the why I failed and what I need to do differently about it. And a big part of that is your ability to keep your pipeline full, right? I mean, think yes. about it from that pipeline of like, it's it's one thing to be able to have lots of people who want to do business with you one month, but what about three months from now? And what mm -hmm. about six months from now, right? And I work with a lot of real estate agents and actually in a previous life, I was actually licensed as a real estate agent. So I know Ooh. what it looks like, like, yeah, you've got closings this month, <clears throat> but who cares if you don't have any in three months, right? Like- yeah. And it's the hustle that, you know, and I hate that word, but it's that ongoing, I need to keep the pipeline full. Well, it doesn't matter if you're a real estate agent or like I was back then with my first business, an HR consultant. As a business owner, it's keeping the pipeline of prospects full. So you have enough that will come out at the bottom of it, deciding to say yes to working with you. And when my business failed and I landed back in corporate America, which mm. is really hard to do after you've yeah. tasted the entrepreneurial freedom is then to go back working for somebody. Yeah. And I was like, why did I fail? And the touching business development every day was something I never quite figured out because I never found a way to do it with the way that a, I would enjoy it, but B it would work because it almost doesn't matter if it doesn't work. Right. But it also, mm -hmm. it's also terrible if what you're doing to grow your business, like turns your stomach and you're like, oh my gosh, I cannot do this for one more day. I cannot make one more cold call, right? I cannot sit in the office and take one more, you know, call in into the office. Um, and so it just really depends on how you want to grow your business. And for me, I needed to figure out a better way to do it in a way that would work for me that I was willing to do. I don't do it daily, but if I had to, I would enjoy it enough to do it daily. So I looked back at my first business and a lot of folks were like, well, tell me about your referrals. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I looked back at my first business. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't get any referrals with my first business when I was an HR consultant, which means I just worked entirely too hard for every client I did land. And I was like, okay, this has to change. So when I started my second business, I'm like most people, I went to the all-knowing Google, right? Because when is Google ever wrong? But I went to the all-knowing Google and I was like, how do I get referrals? And then I was hit with a lot of the advice your folks are hit with, that agents are hit with all the time, which is you've got to ask for them. 
just go ask for them. You should always be asking, right? And always ask for referrals. And so that works for a certain group of folks. But if you're like me, and I believe I'm in the majority here, that's not how we want to show up. That's not how we want to be, to be generating referrals is that constant asking piece. So for me, I was just like, okay, what are all the things I could do to generate referrals where I didn't have to ask or compensate or be really gimmicky and promotional? Mm. And it was literally, let's throw spaghetti on the wall and see what sticks. And in my first year with my second business and my first year in business, um, at this point now I'm a, I'm a productivity and business coach. In my first year of business, I got 112 referrals and I didn't ask for any of them. And then my client started saying, how are you getting all those referrals? And that forced me to realize, to reverse engineer what I was doing, mm-hmm. which then now is of course the process that we teach in my program growth by referrals, which is how do you get referrals without having to ask for them? And it really did. It, it came down to, this is what I'm doing. Oh, wow. I'm actually, there's a pattern here and there are steps that I follow. And this is what I'm doing. And this is who I'm doing it for. And this is what I'm saying that got me those 112 referrals and then double triple digits for me every year since. But really what it looks like is for those that have come along into my programs and are having that those same results. And it's not about the hundred referrals a year. Like some of your agents may be listening. They're like, that's, I would never know what to do with myself if I had a hundred referrals in a year, but it makes me think about an agent that I'm working with. That's out in, um, I think she's out in Kansas, maybe Oklahoma. Um, she is in middle America and, you know, we were able to take her from getting 12 referrals on average in a year. And in her very first quarter, she got 11 referrals in that first quarter. And of those 11 that she closed, she made $75,000 in commission. So it's, it's, it's the idea of it's, it's finding a strategy you want to do that works for you and works. What I tell folks who are like, well, I have to ask for referrals. I'm like, then ask. But if you don't want to ask and you want to do it differently, there mm. is another way. And that's not taught, in my opinion, in the industry. And it's definitely not taught in the real estate industry. Most of the time we are taught to go out there and ask for referrals. Whether you like it or not, you got to ask, right? So- yep. But it's, you're saying that it's still okay to ask. Um, I mean, I, you'll never find me asking and I'll never teach anyone how to ask. What I oh, recognize okay. though, right? What I recognize is that there are some people out there who are okay with asking. You know, they're like the little asking for referral unicorns. Mm-hmm. There's not that many of you <laughs> that actually like to ask and that actually get results from it. Mm-hmm. Most people who ask for referrals hate it when yeah. they're doing it. And then they get pretty crappy results from it. So they're like, why do I keep asking? So all I'm saying is if you want to ask, great, go ask. This is just a different alternative and I'll never teach you to ask and I will never teach you to be, to be compensated. And I don't mean real estate to real estate agent because that's how the industry works. I mean, that kickback under the table commission stuff. And I'll never teach you um, to be overly promotional and gimmicky. Uh, It all comes from a different perspective of how referrals are ultimately generated. And so, yes, are there people who ask and are successful at it? Absolutely. I'm not one of those people. That's not what I teach. And I just teach it a different way. Interesting. So what is there to do if we don't ask for referrals in real estate? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there's so much, John. So, so much. Oh my goodness. Where do I start? (laughs) Okay. I, I would assert that, you know, our audience today, most of us do not want to get on the phone and ask our family and friends, who do you know 
that's looking to buy, sell, or invest in the next seven to 10 days. Yeah. Although I've done that, it was very uncomfortable. Right. So, so what would you say to, to that? Like, what do you do now if you don't? Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing. The first thing you have to recognize is why referrals are happening. So there's a few concepts that I teach when we actually think about why referrals are happening, because once we understand why they're happening, then we can actually take different actions to be able to make those referrals happen. Mm. So let's first start with the two things that really need to be in place for a referral to happen. And that is one desire and two opportunity. Now, John, I'm just curious. I'm going to totally put you on the spot here. So I'm sorry, but any idea which of those two you control desire or opportunity? Opportunity or well, desire. I can't, I can't, you know, motivate someone to, unless I ask. Okay. So let's unpack that for a minute, right? Okay. The truth is what you do control for making a referral happen is the desire to pick you, right? How many agents do we have on right now? And then let's multiply that by the actual number that's truly in your area. How many agents, how many real estate agents are in your area? 14,490 in greater yeah, you know, Why is it when I'm talking with real estate agents, there's never hundreds. There's always thousands in their area, yeah. right? Because there's always a ton of agents. There's, yes. It doesn't matter how big some teams are or how many companies there are. There are always thousands and thousands of agents. And so- I've got options, John. I got mm -hmm. lots of options. If I'm in your area selling my house, right? I've got options of who to pick. And if I'm going to refer someone to an agent, I've got options of who I refer to. Mm. So the desire to it be you, you're the agent that I choose to refer to. That is based on the desire to pick you, the desire to refer to you. And you do control that based on how you're able to really nurture the relationship you have with me. So that my desire to pick you and not your competitor is right what I'm actually going to do. But the opportunity that you don't control, gotcha. right? Some people you would love to refer you, but they will never have a conversation with somebody who is ever going to buy or sell, mm. right? And if they do, it's a one-off and it'll happen once and it won't happen again for five more years. And you can't build a strategy on that, right? So the idea here is, is that I don't control anyone's opportunity to refer me. Mm -hmm. But if I'm selecting the right people and I'm nurturing the relationship the right way, then I have that ability to kind of maneuver desire and opportunity to my advantage as long as I'm coming at this from the right place. And that starts from understanding why a referral happens in the first place. Like what is at the heart of someone referring someone to you? And what we usually think, it's short-sighted, but it's what usually people think is, oh, because I am going to do a great job as their listing mm -hmm. agent, or I am the best buyer. I'm going to work agent. really hard. Right. You all are working really hard. That does not make <laughs> you different, right? I mean, I hope you're working really hard, but <laughs> within reason, of course. But the idea here is, is that I don't refer you because I think you'll do amazing. Hmm. And I don't actually refer you because right? I'm like, oh, today I want to help John grow his business. So that's no. why I'm going to refer. No, nobody wakes up thinking about you. Nobody wakes up thinking about me. We wake no. up thinking about ourselves. Oh. So when somebody tells me, hey, I want to refer someone to you, I know instantly it's because they're trying to help someone mm. solve a problem and right. I'm the solution provider. So while a referral is amazing and awesome and does grow my business and I yes. want as many of them as I can get, the truth is when someone makes the decision to refer someone to you, 
They're doing it because they're trying to help somebody else. Right. You just happen to be the person they need to make the help happen. And so it's at that point when you understand, okay, a referral happens because someone I know, which we call a referral source, is trying to help someone they know, which is now the prospect, right? Right. And I need desire and opportunity for that referral to happen. And I only control the desire for them to refer to me. It shifts, I mean, it should shift your thinking about, well, then what do you do to be able to generate more referrals? And the asking advice has it all wrong because asking somebody for a referral is all about you. It is all about you. Right. It's like, who do you know who needs to buy or sell their house today? Right. Like, who do you know? Tell me all like it's, it's, I'm asking you to do work to think about who you know, and then I'm asking you, right, to think about me and to make it all about me and refer someone to me. But that's artificially creating something that doesn't actually exist. And for a real referral to happen, it's somebody helping someone they know, and they want to refer to you because they know you'll do a great job. So that matters. You doing a great job does matter. Yes. Right? But you don't control how often those opportunities actually happen. By no. selecting the right people, to refer you, you can increase your odds with the opportunity piece. And that's part of what we teach in terms of identification. Mm. This all comes down to then your ability to maintain and cultivate and strengthen the right kind of relationship with your referral source. Because here's the crazy thing. I don't actually have to know you're really good at what you do. I have to know you're an agent, right? That's about as far as I have to go to be able to decide to refer to you. Because why I refer to you doesn't matter that I think you do a good job and I've never heard terrible things about you, but actually it's that I like you and that Mm -hmm. I know you and that I trust you. And that doesn't mean I trust you because I know anything about what it's like to work with you. So when you're thinking about it from that perspective, right, it's like, I've got to take care of these people who refer to me differently if I want to keep getting more and more referrals from them. And then, of course, following a different strategy to turn new people into referral sources. It all comes from the relationship. Asking teaches you to go through the front door. Just ask that client for a referral. Understanding that that client wanting to refer you comes down to the relationship they have with you is going in the side door, which means it sometimes takes a little bit longer. But Mm -hmm. the results are usually much better because when you go through the front door and you ask somebody for a referral and they're like, oh, I did not like that. Now that's how they feel about you, right? They're like, here comes John, avoid him. He's just going to (laughs) ask me for another referral, right? Hide, hide, right? And so we want to avoid that because at the end of the day, your referral source, the people who refer you, they're humans and they deserve your respect Mm. and they deserve you taking care of and putting some effort into really cultivating that relationship. And you should want to take better care of them they make your life easier. They like hand you clients. They're like, here, John, let's go get your 3%. I don't know where, what it is in Canada, but in the United States, right? It's 3% is usually what the buyer agent will get. And the other 3% will go to the listing agent. It's like, let me just hand you 3%. All you got to do is get them to the closing table. You don't have to bring this client in. I'm going to hand them to you. You should want to take care of the people who do that for your business. So this is where I got super burnt out, Stacey, that I always went out to network. Hey, let's yeah. go for coffee. Hey, let's go for dinner. Hey, let's go for lunch. Hey, let me come by and, you know, let's just hang out. I hung out with thousands of people in my career <laughs> because I wanted that referral business. Not that mm-hmm. I didn't like those people, of course, but it was exhausting. Right. So does your program teach us not to do that? 
or go out for 10 coffees a day. Yeah, no. So that is exhausting. And I'm a mom of three kids. So I haven't really had time for that in my life in a really long time. I one day actually look forward to that when they're like, you know, out of the house (laughs) and I get a break. Um, But no. So here's the thing. Do you need to know people? Yes. And if you're new in your area or you're a new agent, is there something to be said for the 7 million cups of coffee, right? There is something to be said for that when you're brand new, right? When you've got all these people to understand that you're no longer a teacher, right? Or an interior designer. Now you're a real estate agent, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. it is, right? And so, or you're no longer working at the bank. Now you're a real estate agent. And so it's, it is important in some levels for people to understand you've made a career shift, but past that, right? You're right. Most people will teach you. It's all about how much you can network and about how many people know you. And that is exhausting. Yes. And you know, when you're at that one networking event and you meet somebody and they're like, oh my gosh, wait, I actually need to work with you because I need to sell my house. And you're like, yes, I was at the right place at the right time. Right. Do you actually know what that means? No. It means you're at all the places at all the times and oh. one time it worked out to be the right place at the right time. Mm. That's, that's what that means. You're in all the right places at all. The, you're, you're putting luck to in your favor by showing mm. up. And you're right, John, that is exhausting. So my, my program, so we teach three main strategies. I think every business owner, whether you're, I don't care if you're a real estate agent or an attorney or a financial advisor or a home stager or an interior designer, we teach three main strategies. If you want what we call a referable business. So you've got to have these three main strategies in place. The first one is what we call the low hanging fruit option, because it's typically where we can get people results the fastest. Mm -hmm. And that is how do you get more referral source? How do you get more referrals from your existing referral sources? So Mm -hmm. it's the people who've already referred you How do we take better care of them, use specific language so that they're subconsciously thinking about us from a referral perspective to get more referrals, to give us more referrals? So that's our existing, our our already right now, current referral sources. That's one strategy. The second strategy is the one you've asked about. How do we get those clients and contacts that we wish would refer us to start referring us? Hmm. But we start from a very strategic identification stage. It is not about everybody you've ever known. And it is not about going out there and meeting a hundred new people in the next 90 days. This Mm -hmm. is about strategizing on who probably is the right person to refer you or who is in the right position to refer you and what it looks like then to cultivate the right kind of relationship with them that would lead them to give you that first referral. Then once they start referring you, they drop into your other strategy, which is the strategy you have ongoing to continue to get referrals from the people who are already referring you. So we have a strategy that teaches how do I get more referrals for my existing referral Mm -hmm. sources, the people who refer me, then I've got, okay, well, how do I turn clients and contacts into my refer into new referral sources so I can start getting referrals from them. And then the third strategy is, is how do I build the right kind of referable client experience? Not only so that I am referable, right? Because that's kind of the foundation of it all. But also I have like strategies in place to where I can extract referrals from my client experience as well. And those are the three main strategies that we teach. And they're in three, like we have one program that encompasses them all. Mm. And then you, we also have just for the person who's like, hey, I just need to know how to get more referral sources. Like, well, then we have just a program for that too. So we kind of, there's an a la carte option as an addition to, you can learn them all in one program, or you can just go in and learn the strategy you need. Awesome. So three types of 
um, methods to increase your referrals. Yes. But here's the thing now, the yeah, but comes is that I'm a new agent, right? In a certain mm -hmm. area. And I'm also brand new to the area yeah. that I moved to. I don't know anybody, Stacy. What do you yeah. do with that? So here's the thing, right? Definitely then the strategy that they need is how to turn contacts because they don't have any clients yet more than likely, right? Mm -hmm. So how to turn contacts into referral sources. But before you can start identifying contacts to turn into referral sources, you actually do need to meet some people. Okay. So unfortunately, everybody wants me to say, oh, you can totally shortcut the growing a name, right? And meeting people in your new area. You can totally shortcut that and like, just skip it. You can't. Okay. And this is one of those things where you have to understand is that you do need to actually know people so that you can have people refer you. <laughs> yes. So I would love for you to skip that step. I made that comment earlier and it's kind of a throwaway comment, but it's true. I mean, there's something to be said in your first year as an agent of the 7 million cups of coffee, mm. right? Not that I actually think you're going to do 7 million cups of coffee, but that's what it feels like. Right. And so, but it is that idea of getting to know people and recognizing the truth is there's 14,000 of you in your area. Yep. And now I hear I come as 14,001, right? Mm. A lot of people already know an agent that they can refer to. And that's not to deter you, but it is to let you recognize I'm going to have to get out there and probably meet some people. And then once I've started to meet people, now I know a strategy that'll allow me to cultivate them into referral sources. But if you don't know anybody, it does start there. Gotcha. So you do, I mean, if you're brand new in the area, I mean, I know you don't teach this, but what would you suggest those agents to do to gain more contacts besides the 7,000 cups of coffee? Right. Well, it probably will result in that no matter what, right? So I always say there's probably a ton of game plans out there that people can teach you about how to be a brand new agent in a brand new area and, you know, crush it in your first couple of years. I always find that what people are willing to do is typically staying a little bit close to their comfort zone when they're brand new to an area. So look at it from the perspective of life stage, right? If you have small children, you need to be getting to know the people that are in your kid's daycare or preschool mm. or elementary school. Okay. Does your kid play soccer, right? Or do they play golf or do, are they into gymnastics? Like, don't just sit with your nose in your phone when you're waiting on your kid to finish their gymnastics or their soccer practice, like have a conversation with the people sitting around you more than likely. You also need to make friends being <laughs> brand new to an area. So it is okay to have conversations with strangers who are in the same life stage and you're hanging out in the same places. I mean, some of my best friends came from my kids preschool, right? And so getting to know the other moms that are dropping off their kids at the kids preschool, like my kids are long past preschool ages, but it is about growing a network, right? I mean, it is about growing your centers of influence. So the easiest thing to do is to look at life stage, right? Okay, where am I going to naturally meet people? Because maybe I am, you know, I'm belonging to this church. Maybe it is because I belong to this group. Maybe it's because I like to volunteer at animal rescue shelters. And that's my, right? It doesn't, I, I, I gave some suggestions that are kid-based. They don't need to be. But it is paying attention to where your interests are and how you want to meet people mm -hmm. and then go do it. There is not an easy button and there is not a, oh, here's how you can shortchange that and just skip it. There is something to be said in that first year in business. But what I want you to have is an eye on the referral strategies you will be putting in place um, as soon as you start developing some clients. 
Okay, got it. So guys, you do have to pound the payment. If you're brand new in the area and you're a brand new agent, you do have to go out there and meet people. If you're a parent, go into these community uh, platforms, you know, soccer, hockey, whatever have you. So go out there and get your name out there. So I got a question for you because the way I do it <clears throat> is that I go out and network, right? I get their contact, right? Then I'm, then I'm like, can I send you some market updates through your email? I send them once a month. Would you be okay with that? Is that your strategy too? Well, you know, it's, I, I think that's more of a marketing strategy. And okay. so I am sure there are probably people who are better versed at speaking to the marketing strategy of how this works. You don't do that. So no, but what I do in my business and from that perspective, even when I was a working real estate agent, um, the idea there is, is for me, it was all about the network that I had and who I knew. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that helps. Um, and then people knowing my personality is that when I do something, I try to do it really, really well. Mm -hmm. And so knowing that I was going to probably have a good system behind me to help me as I was starting to become an agent. And I only did being an agent part-time, to be honest, I always had a full-time job and did being a real estate agent on the side. Cause I don't know, I'm a glutton for punishment or I love to stay busy. It's one of those things. Right. Um, and I only stopped being an agent as a part-time, um, the very first time I had to show houses with my six month old strapped in the baby Bajorn, because oh, I was show, I was like, never again when the babysitter canceled. Um, and my, back then my husband owned a restaurant, so he wasn't really around nights and weekends. Um, but you know, the truth is, is yes, you do need a marketing strategy. What that looks like that allows you to provide value and to be different from all the other 14,000 agents in your area trying to send marketing updates or market updates every month. I don't know if that's the best advice. Mm. Um, what I would say though, is that your sales strategy has three parts. Everybody teaches sales, like it's a two-legged stool and it's mm -hmm. not, it is a three-legged stool. Mm. And there is a prospecting nature to your stool, right? There's definitely a prospecting leg right? A prospecting plan within right. your sales strategy, yep. right? And prospecting is that I'm going to go to this networking event and hope to meet somebody that wants to buy or sell, or I'm okay. going to, maybe I'm going to, maybe you look at direct mail as more prospecting in nature. Maybe you look at sitting and sitting in the office and taking the incoming calls, right? Is one of your lead gen kind of prospecting strategies. The second leg is marketing. Mm. And that is probably having a website, doing some social media, maybe it's earned PR, right? You can do this in different ways. It's probably sending out an e-newsletter every month, right? From that perspective. Um, but then the third leg is your referral strategy. And yes. they are three separate strategies and you have to understand how to do them correctly. But most of the time, and I work with a lot of agents, most of the time what I see when new agents are getting started or what they'll tell me as they're reflecting back on their first or second year in business, it really did come from the people that they know. And so that isn't as much about let me send you a weekly email yeah, or a monthly no. email on market updates. It probably is. It's probably part of the strategy. Um, but I think it's looking at it from that perspective of just remember one thing. And anytime you're making a decision to do something to generate sales, it's not about what's in it for you. You need it to work. It's really about what's in it for them, the receiver mm. of it. So how helpful is that recipe for pumpkin pie you're sending? I don't know if you never see anybody clicking on it. Maybe that's not what you're, what the people getting your emails actually think. And so there is a multi-pronged approach to growing any business. I don't care if it's real estate. I don't care if you're an attorney, it doesn't matter. 
but it is figuring out what is going to be the right approach for you. But it's not one strategy, even though I teach referrals and Mm -hmm. I want referrals to be the way you grow your practice. I want it to be the biggest piece of the pie in terms of how you bring in clients. I also recognize it shouldn't be your only strategy. You probably should have a website. Maybe you should be doing social media. Maybe you should be doing some very strategic networking. Right. Not the spray and pray, which means let me just go meet everybody I can possibly meet in any given moment. Spray and pray. (laughs) Yes. But we want to do strategic networking. Right. So there's different things to consider. You just got to figure out what's going to work for you. Um, Where I always tell folks is, is when you're ready to do referrals, there's going to be one way the industry is going to teach you. And they're going to teach you to ask. And if you decide that doesn't work for you, don't worry. There's another way. And that's the way that I teach. Awesome. By referral only, guys. Um, who wants more referral business? Put up your hand. I can't see all of you. Okay, Jack. Thank. Oh, great. Everybody wants more referral business. So tell us a bit, a bit about how do we get involved in this program? Yeah, so it really just depends on what you're looking for. If you're like, hey, I need a strategy, then any of the strategies that I teach can be through an individual program. Um, and then, of course, we have our main program, which is called Building a Referrable Business which is where we actually teach all three strategies, plus what we call like situational referral strategies. And you get access to me on a weekly basis. It's kind of like that um, all hands on deck, kind of making sure you get the strategies in place and you have access to me. It's kind of a hybrid between just taking an online self-study type program, which all my programs are, and then also having access to me to ask questions and hold you accountable. Um, And that's called building a referable business. But the best place to go to even start your journey journey with referrals without asking is really just to go to my website. And that's stacybrownrandall.com. And Stacy does have an E. And on there, you're going to be able to find out information on my book, which you can order wherever books are sold. You can start listening to my podcast. um, And then you can start just downloading different information about the six layers of a referral strategy or take the referral ninja quiz. I mean, there's so much content to get you started on this journey. Just go to stacybrownrandall.com and then just spend a few moments just figuring out what's the next best step for you. I tell most folks the book, Generating Business Referrals Without Asking, is probably the best place to start to get a really good viewpoint of my philosophy. Awesome. All right. Well, I'm getting that book uh, right after this call. <laughs> Thank you so much, Stacey, for you know all the value that you provided today. If there's one piece of advice that you could give the audience today to have us kick off our referral business, what yes. would it be? Okay. Here's the thing. It's a little bit of homework, but I promise you it is totally worth it. More than likely, you have low-hanging fruit in your business right now of people that are referring you, and you think you know who they are, and I'm going to guarantee you're not going to remember all of them, depending on how long you've been in business. So the number one thing I always tell folks to even figure out if you want to do referrals is do you know the names, first and last names, of the people who refer you right now? So in chapter eight in my book, I break down how to find out who your referral sources are. We kind of reverse engineer into it based on who your clients are and then who your prospects that didn't become clients are, where did they come from and where they referred to you? And then who did the referring? Once you know, once you've identified who your referral sources are and you can see it in black and white, like their names, wow, these are the 10 people that refer me or have referred me over the last couple of years. Instantly, you get to ask yourself, do I want to do anything different to take mm-hmm. care of these people? to get more referrals from them. That is where we start because that's your low hanging fruit. And if you don't have anybody on your list, 
that's okay. But most of you who've been in business at least a year, you should probably have names of people who have referred you. Identifying them is the first step because it should get you excited to do something different to get them to give you more referrals this year. Identify your top people and take care of them, guys. The low hanging fruit. StacyBrownRandall.com. Stacy with the E. Thank you so much, <laughs> Stacy. We'll have you back in the near future. I think everybody can benefit more from what you're saying. So thank you, thank you, thank you for today. Adios, thank you. guys. Make it a great day.